growing up, I grew up around people that were wealthy and people that didn't have any money. And we were in the middle of the road, but we used to go to all these thrift stores and we'd go in and you could get like the most amazing, I can remember wearing like a 20s dress to prom, you know? And that's what we did. Other people didn't do that. They're like, what are you doing getting those old rags? And it's just like, oh no, this is where this the action oh, no. is. So probably some of my best fashion moments were revering fashion, getting that from my mom, but then also making it my own in high school. I couldn't afford whatever that dress was that some of my friends were wearing, but I could go in and get something really magnificent from one of the thrift stores. It was from the 50s or the 20s or the 40s wow. at that time, because they were just donating them from these mansions in Palm Beach. I received several personal calls and emails regarding the new series, Them, created by Little Marvin on Amazon Prime, warning me that the show would be triggering and stressful to watch. So I ignored them and basically binge watched the entire series in less than two days and was completely awestruck by the beautiful art direction, the exceptional acting, and of course, the clothes. The scripted series in season one follows a Black family's journey from North Carolina to a predominantly white East Compton neighborhood in pursuit of a better life. There were several scenes that were very hard to watch, and many of those same challenges are still faced by the Black community today. It got me thinking, were the aesthetics portrayed through the character wardrobing and scene direction in some way linked to the concept of the American dream. You know, a colorful and hopeful concept that all of us want to be a part of. And like our clothes can sometimes reflect, for some, a yearning for acceptance and assimilation into an elusive promise contaminated by racism and hate in both the physical and spiritual realms. I reached out to costume designer Marianne Cheo to talk with her about her journey in costume design and the creative process that brought the story of them to life. Enjoy. Welcome to a Fashion Moment podcast. I am obsessed with the show them and your amazing work but also you know after delving into your your long list of of credits i i mean you're brilliant i mean you're absolutely brilliant oh, you're so sweet. thank you so much for joining us so i always love to just start at the beginning in terms of like where you're from you know where were you born and sort of like where when did you discover the power of clothes and, and the ability for clothes to tell a story? Well, I'm originally, I was born in upstate New York and um, my father's an Italian immigrant and my grandmother was uh, from either, uh, was the seamstress in the town in Seneca Falls, which was, it's the home of women's rights, but uh, there was all these Italian women that were, you know, she was an arranged marriage and, you know, it was, it was just like a, a really interesting place. And, uh, so she just, she did all, I, mean, I can remember being in her sewing room and it was the treadle machine and she'd be making the wedding dresses, every event, you know, that you can imagine wow. in this town and she'd have these you know, beautiful, you know, laces and she'd do a lot of her own, make her own uh, lace and whatnot. So she was, she was kind of wow. a genius. So it's, 
like it kind of, the magic came out of her fingers. And I, and I think at a young age, I realized that, you know, this is very powerful and beautiful and amazing and a gift. And uh, we, we moved down to South Florida eventually. And um, so, you know, I was raised in a, in the, in the South and in a town, I, it's just outside of Palm beach. So, um, you know, one of the things that I might be jumping ahead a little bit that interested me about this story in particular is that, um, you know, I grew up in an area where uh, it was pretty segregated and, you know, Palm Beach was uh, built by ex-slaves and uh, wow. by Henry Flagler, who brought the rail- railroad down to South Florida. And so he, you know, all, Palm Beach was built in these beautiful homes. And then, you know, he wow. sent uh, them over to West Palm Beach, which when I was growing up, like anything out West, not necessarily West Palm Beach by then, but anything out West was called yeah. the Sticks. And where the name actually came from is that Henry Flagler sent, you know, them for a circus for them to all go to the circus to pay them, you know, to celebrate that they'd finished building Palm Beach, which they were living on the island as well. And he ended up burning down all their homes in Palm Beach. Oh, and so then they wow. all moved out to West Jupiter. So this is sort of the lore that I grew up in. And, you know, the surprising, you know, like, I was young, you know, I was after the, born after the civil rights movement and everything, but, you know, we grew up in an area where people were racist, you know, and, yeah. you know, I can remember, you know, I ran track and, you know, I had one of my best friends was uh, this guy, Kenny, and, and uh, he just happened to be black and he came yeah. over to my house for dinner. And I was like, I was all excited for my parents to meet him because I, you know, just, I spent every day with yeah. him. And my dad was like, you know, concerned that I was dating him or something like that. That's when I realized my dad was racist, you know, even though he, yeah. people were racist against him because he was, Italian. So, you know, there's this, this is one of those things like I, I, I knew the script was out there and I told my agent, I was like, I just get me an interview for this. I want that. I want to do yeah. this, tell this story so bad. I can't even explain why, but it was one of those moments that I, you know, interviewed for it. And I know they probably wanted a, you know, a, a black costume designer and there's some amazing ones. Thank God yeah. they were all busy. <laughs> because I, I think that's the only way. And I got my moment and I just, you know, wanted to, you know, thank wow. God little Marvin hired me because I just, I'm so in love with this project too. And it's, it's very hard. It's hard to watch. There's a lot in there. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It, I, I, I was watch, rewatching a few episodes this morning just to prep and I had to take a moment and I was just like, Oh, I forgot how powerful that scene was, you know, it's intense. And it, it's, you know, it was, we started shooting it before, you know, COVID and then we went down during COVID. Then we had all that time we came back to it. So there's, you know, when I went to watch it and I knew it was, it was hard when we were doing it. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, we had just amazing cast and crew and it just, you know, everybody supported each other, uh, just hard for everybody, you know, <laughs> hard yeah, for like absolutely. Allison to say some of her lines, you know, so. Um, absolutely. And, but you can feel the passion and, and, and your care for the story through the clothes. I mean, it was brilliant. I mean, the colors and, you know, I, we're going to delve into that. I'm like, <laughs> let me not get carried away because I can talk for, I mean, I've been talking with my friends about it, just everyone. Um, but, you know, just to like wind it back just a little bit before we, before we delve into that. Um, so 
first of all, what is costume design? Like, do people think, like, you know, some people think it's like, oh, you're like actually making the costumes, like, you know, and then some people are like, oh, you're buying the clothes. Like, how, like, how does that work? Okay. So, you know, going back to one of the first things you were, you'd asked me about is like, how does it, you get the inspiration and where does this all come from? And what is, what is costume design? Um, you know, it's, and I do have a long list of credits. Right. As assistant designer, you know, I've worked on, you know, Ali, we were, you know, everywhere. Yes. But, um, you know, it's, it's depending on the job, something like this, especially, uh, you go into, you don't, you buy some things, not really, but this is a, was a big design project. So we went into, uh, we get samples from different costume houses and, you know, we buy things, some vintage things online, maybe, you know, we swatch yeah. fabrics in the case of this show, which has gotten a lot easier since we tried to do it even on Ali a million years ago, which was very complicated. We, we printed a lot of the fabrics. So we, wow. we really wanted, are you serious? Yeah. So we, and it was a lot easier to do now. Like, wow. like years ago it was very difficult to figure out and do, and you had to have timing, you know, there's only some places did it, but you know, we really, you know, we just really wanted to control our scenes. So that's, a, th this is something that's, you know, evolved and, uh, you know, they can print these fabrics much easier now. So we, we'd find maybe even a vintage print that we liked and, uh, you know, an address that was like a size zero and ripping. <laughs> and yeah, I so know. we're like, this could be amazing. And, you know, let's do this, but let's change the color and let's do, and, you know, we'd have uh, the, this woman, Caroline in the art department, who's amazing who didn't have enough on our plate that we'd have to go run up to her and say, like, can you make this print bigger, smaller? Can you put this in there? You know, like even some of the dresses had lines from the show written into the dress. Wow. So, cause it was kind of this, is it real? Is it a dream? You know, they have this, it kind of goes in and out of, you know, it, it's kind of a surreal show in a way, cause you have all these subliminal things happening. And so we just kept my assistant designer, Felicia Jarvis, who's brilliant. And I would just like go, further and further and further all the time and like you know let's do this let's see if we can do this and a lot of times we're racing against the clock but um you know we it just uh, for whatever reason we're blessed on this show it just everything always seemed to like come in at the last minute and work out and uh we're very much in love with it because there was a lot of thought that went into it and all shows are not yeah. like this you know this yes, happened to yes. work for this yes. one and um and you know we had just a genius production designer and hair and makeup like Every, Ooh, the production design. Oh my yeah. God. He did amazing at the wallpaper. So it became like this one car Y moment. We wanted to go in and out of the wallpaper. And, you know, so that's what, like it started out that way. And we just kept going, getting crazier and crazier. Do you ever sleep? Uh, I'm just uh, wondering. Do you? Not when I'm working. <laughs> not when I'm working athlete. No. So we are 24 seven because... You know, oh my goodness. We're into it. <laughs> so, so, you know, just for people who don't know about them, which is on Amazon prime right now, you can watch it. If you have prime for free, what is them about? If you could just give us a brief synopsis of what the show is about. Okay. So it was based on a true story, believe it or not, you know, a portion wow. of it. And so, um, you know, it's, there was a great migration from the South, uh, after World War II for African-American families to come to California, to the West. They were getting better jobs. They, the schools were, uh, you know, they were or not segregated. They were, uh, you know, they integrated. integrated. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, there was a, there was a push. And then the, the dark side of that was that um, there was something called redlining. 
some yeah. real estate practices where they really like took advantage of these families. And, uh, you know, it was, you know, they basically were stealing their homes and, and it was, it was really bad. And even the 10 freeway that runs in LA, one of the reasons it's built where it was built, it used to be called Sugar Hill which is where all the yeah. elite African-Americans lived. And so just to kind of diminish that, they decided to put a freeway through it. So welcome to California. Wow. Well, that's, I'm actually, I was born in Compton. Oh, wow. And we left, we left, you know, because, you know, people started shooting and yeah. it wasn't safe anymore. But when I saw the show, I was like, wait, Compton was white? I had no idea. I had no idea. The Bushes, George Bush's <laughs> family lived there in the 50s. That's what? how white it was. Yeah. I mean, it was, wow. it's true story. Like it kind of, it just blows me away. That alone was like, can we just do that? That show. And so right. there was a family that moved there. <laughs> and then probably cause you know, cause of, you know, if you were born in LA, like Lamarck park, like they used to literally what you see in that show is real exciting writing on the lawn. Those are all real. That that's what's based in reality. Those things happen. Wow. Like they would wow. run these families out. They'd throw rocks at them. They would kill their dogs. They would do, it, it was really like intense. And, you know, I, yeah. and I, when I was researching it, I went down to UCLA and there's a, you know, an African uh, American um, sort of museum there and they have a like archive. Oh, it's fabulous. There. I love it. Great. And the, the, oh. the woman that runs it is amazing. And so I just started going through all the old magazines and newspapers like Sepia and, and wow. Ebony and, and finding all these articles and pictures. And that, wow. that blew me away too, that this is so based in reality. And so, yeah. and it's, I know it's hard to watch, but it was really harder to live through it because people did, yeah. you know, so Absolutely. And I know there's a lot of controversy surrounding the show about, is it, it's gone too far and everything, but you know, it, it, it depends. It, it was, know? it was rough. You guys, it was it rough. Was rough. People are talking about it, you know, <laughs> yes. and, you know, so I, I don't know, like, it's just, uh, you know, and, and I just think it was an amazing story. So it's, um. Yeah. yeah, so it's based, yeah. In, so based in reality. So that's the, the family came here and they each have sort of a doppelganger that's like their, their psyche that um, mm. is, you know, they're, they're torturing themselves too. So they've, you've, you've got wow. the tap dance man, you've got, everyone yeah. sort of has their, their like subconscious, you know, entity that also haunts, wow. haunts them. So um, is that what that was? Yes. Because I, I was like, I need to read through, like, you know, some of the think pieces and you figure this out. Look up little Marvin and find some of his interviews. He's, he's literally like, he's just so smart. He's a genius. And like, you know, when I first met him, I was like, little Marvin, what is this? And he's a six foot five black man <laughs> who has so much charisma. I was just like, and he is so, so, so smart. And if you read some of his pieces or listen to him talk, you know, yes. it, it really kind of brings it all together. Cause you know, it's like, I read the script, but again, it was through his direction that all of us would just, you know, feed on each other and, uh, you know, take it further, you know, it's like, what is this uh. person? And he starts to talk about it and you're just like, you know, writing, scribbling things down and then you go off into your mind and you start piecing what he's telling you together. And, uh, you know, each own drawings and be like, not that, but yes, that maybe it's that, you know, and then he kind of knew he'd be like, no, that's it. I love it. I love it. You know, one of the crazy things as I was watching it and I was like, maybe I'm like pulling like from like somewhere crazy, but just the, the beautiful colors, um, the, the wardrobing, you know, the picture perfect, you know, neighborhood block. It just felt like 
oh, I was like, is this supposed to sort of symbolize like the surface beauty of the American dream and what it means? Yes. But really under the surface, it's, it's well, you got it's it. pretty dark and ugly. <laughs> yes. Because I'm like, what I'm watching is so beautiful. Like the, the way that people look like, you know, including both the black and white families, everyone had sort of the sense of dignity, almost as if they were all striving towards one thing, but one one group was being held back. But you could tell through the clothes that this is what the American dream is supposed yeah, to symbolize. Yeah, so that's what and we really that. were trying to do. I'm glad you, you picked up on that because it's they both want the same thing. That's what's so funny. It's like, and that's, and Alison Pill had done an interview and she talked about her smile. Woo! She's amazing. Oh, she's beyond. Incredible. Oh my God. I mean, beyond. Emmy, Emmy, hello. <laughs> I know. And she, she talked about the smile. And if you see, and then, you know, I had mm. to rewatch it again, but she talks about how, what she tries to get with her smile. Everything is, you know, comes out through this, this smile. And, and it's like, and it's true. The neighborhood's like the pastel, beautiful colors. You know, the wardrobe yeah. for a lot of the, 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 the white families are, you know, there's some, you know, movies when first come in especially but you know our pastels and I, and I kind of try to integrate yeah. them for each one of their houses so they also match oh. their houses too so it's like a it's a thing and then the dignity as you just said like we and little marvin had said you know they're like the obamas you know they're smart people mm-hmm. it's like and it was really funny when he said that i was like really and i and it took me a while but so you know we we dress them, they, we wanted them to be really dignified when we first see them and very, yeah. you know, put together, but they're in these earth tones. So they came from the South. So if you look at them, they're all in these, these yeah. colors that are very like browns and greens and of the earth and not, not necessarily there. She's a pastel yellow jacket, but is it really, it's a little muddy. And so you, yeah. um, so, and you, you look at, if you look at that again, when you go into the wallpaper too, in, in the house too, how they sort of, are, they kind of go into yeah. their house and, and they kind of identify in that house. So, um, you know, that's what we really tried to set up in the very beginning is that there's this, you know, they're very earthy and then there's these sort of pastel neighborhood that they're coming into. And, um, and yeah. again, we use it for her, like there's the scene where she's with Gracie and she's coming through that neighborhood. She's in the brown dress with all the trees on it. Yeah. So we get to that um, point. So the trees, it's like, you know, it hurts to, um, you know, I hate to say it, but like, you know, they, like the lynchings and whatnot, like trees, yeah. like it can be, you know, it, it, it sort of is this, you know, it was symbolic in its own right. And then each tree has the colors of the neighborhood on it. And I wanted her to be kind of brown so that it's a brown dress. So she looks really brown in that scene, you know, yeah. it was about, again, seeing her like walking down. I was just so glad that they did it. It was, I was like, we got to have her walk down, <laughs> you know, through yeah. all those houses and stuff, you know, this is like oh. a real moment. And then, uh, you know, and so when she has that confrontation, you know, hold my purse, baby. And she goes, and, you know, oh my pill, which I just <laughs> love that scene so much. I felt that. Yeah. Oh my God. That was like such a great moment. I was like, yes. <laughs> Podcasts are awesome, and I know you love them too, or you wouldn't be here right now. But have you ever thought about starting your own? Don't worry, you don't have to be a techie, but you do need a bit of guidance so you don't make costly mistakes. My name is Sunny, and I've been podcasting for a long time. I've launched more than 15 profitable podcasts, and I'm the founder of the Independent Podcast Network. 
My online course, How to Launch Your Profitable Podcast in 30 Days, gives you the keys to the five P's of podcasting, which is everything you need to launch and grow a successful podcast. You get unlimited access to more than 35 videos and dozens of handouts. And when you purchase my course, you're also supporting this awesome podcast because they're getting 50% of the money when you use their special link. How cool is that? Let me help you get started with your podcast. Go to podcastsareawesome.com slash fashion. That's podcastsareawesome.com slash fashion. You know, it's so interesting. You mentioned the smile because that was actually something I discussed with my friends. I'm like, we've all seen that smile. Yes. Like it, it's, wi- it's wild. I'm so glad she spent time on that because absolutely correct. And what you, you mentioned the transition from the South to East Compton. I did notice that transition, even with the hair, like the hair was more natural curl, you yes. know, the curls were there. And then all of a sudden, you know, her hair was straight. Um, so I was wondering if, if that transition, well, I, I also have to just, I mean, commend you because the, a lot of the Southern scenes, I noticed the lighting was different. Yeah. Like they were either by candlelight or, you know, extreme, um, you know, a certain bright light from the outside and then all the neutral tones, like everything had sort sort of a feel to it. And also the, um, different, uh, the different patterns. I, I noticed the patterns changed and, and all of that. Was it sort of like, Oh, a, a representation of these characters assimilating or attempting to assimilate into. Well, the th- stuff from the South, go back to what you said about the lighting. Like when we, Actually, when I first talked to one of my gut things, when I talked to uh, little Marvin, in my first meeting, like I always felt maybe because I was from the South and too, that is hot and kind of blinding all the yeah. time. It's like, you know, you're always, and, and so like, even though it's scripted that white dress for her, like, like oh. it, it just, you know, like it, you know, it just felt like it should be almost be blinding. And they did it as a shot anamorphically, you know, so you have all those flares coming in. So yeah. it's a, you know, I feel like we, we kind of got that. Like I felt that it felt yeah. like it was just like, you know, it's like you got in the sun, it's like, who's talking to me. And it's, you know, and there's this woman there and it's just, you know, and you know, poor little Chester in there and, and it had, and then we have the funeral scenes and it's very black and white, you know, but yeah, um, yeah it was, it was, we did try to differentiate. We did more, um, you know, clothes were, you know, from like, you know, with the girls and stuff, it's more sort of from like the, oh, 40s, the girls. Like, oh. Yeah. And I love them. Those- Girls, they're, oh my god! Like I just, I'm a fan. They're genius. I'm a fan. They're amazing. They're like, watch their careers because they are going to be huge, and they're amazing and professionals. Like, you know, yeah. sometimes working with you know young kids, it's difficult, but they were spot on. They like the material. The parents are great. It's like they are just great, great kids, and they really became a family. It's like they, you know, the Emerys are like they're you know, they, they are real. Like they all like, you know, those actors all like really got close and, you know, they, they were, um, they went deep, very deep to to make this happen. And I really feel like you, you feel it and you see it on the, on the screen. It's just, you know, blows me away to watch them act because they're, you know, not missing a beat. (laughs) You know, I, there, there was a scene when Lucky, 
goes to visit Hazel mm-hmm. and she's, she's in Watts in the black community. And I noticed that there were some like uh, crocheted like tops, like, was there sort of a different direction? Yes. For that? God, you're and amazing. You, pull <laughs> you are a fashion diva. I, <laughs> I'm, it all. I'm obsessed. I was like, let me see what's going there, on here. I mean, I loved it. There is. So that was, that transition was, and we, we have that crazy dress that she's in the red. It's like, there's like a little yes. eyeballs. A lot of her stuff have either faces on it or things that look like eyeballs. So that's that, yeah. that red, that red and blue dress is, is basically like, you know, if you look at it, it's sort of like eyes that are turned yeah. sideways. So that was our thought that, you know, again, she's, uh, and it's kind of crazy. And it was like, you know, are we really doing this? <laughs> there's that moment? Like, are we really doing this? And, and uh, but we wanted it to be like, there's the pastels and whatnot in, in Compton. And when you, when you get down to watch, we want it to be like full of life and like everybody, yeah. we wanted to do a lot of prints and, you know, and just, again, we pulled some stuff that's a little bit earlier from the period and much mm-hmm. more fun in my opinion. So yeah, I mean, yeah. So we went into that room. We wanted it to be like a relax. It's a party, you know. And I loved there's it. Like all the, you know, all the shirts are kind of full life, and the crochet, like all of that was just. And the curtains are, you know, got Beautiful. patterns on them, and you know, that was like we just wanted that world to be full of like like flavor and life and party and just you know and crazy prints. And um, then I don't know if you noticed that when. So there's also because of the prints we we found this dress that had. Um, this, and it's a print from the forties that was an African baby face. There's a little baby's face with wings. Did you see that on, on Hazel? When she comes to the house, I don't know if you can, you have to rewatch Yes, this. when she comes to the when house. she's at I her am. place and, and yes. she's there, she's in one blouse. And then when she comes to the house, it's the same shape cut blouse, but we switched the pattern. And it's supposed to be like Chester as a, it's like a, it's a black face angel face. Oh, and so, but it wow. was a print that we took from the forties and we remade, wow. reprinted it. And again, it's like, are we doing this? You know? And it's like, but it's in her head and she's always thinking of Chester. Yeah. So we sort of did it. And, you know, thank God again, like little Marvin's just like, go for it, do it. Like, you know, yeah. he's like, no, do it. It's yeah. not too far. It was so, Oh, I'm going to have to revisit. Yeah. I said like that, that's a thing to notice. And so, um, you know, there's, there's again, another one like that is on uh little Gracie's dress again with the Brown. She has that blue pair of pale blue dress. And there's, yeah. There's lavender, which is, we embroidered on the, the collar, which is what she mm-hmm. had put on Chester to keep him quiet. So that's on her. Cause there's things like we've done, we've sort of tried to incorporate things. And at the end, she's got the little lamb, like silence of the lambs, like to slaughter. She's got the little lamb embroidered pinafore. on. Her. Oh my God. I, because you're a fashion go geek, back. you have to go back and look at some of this I'm stuff. obsessed. <laughs> I am. I am so ready. OMG. <laughs> So we got to talk about the guys, okay. you know, Ashley did his thing and I was like, yes, Ashley, you know, he looked phenomenal. Um, what was your thought process about them? And I kind of felt like the women were running the show <laughs> ideally with the, with the exception of the red lining, but sort of what message were you trying to send through the male you know, characters on the show. So for, for Ashley, you know, he's, he's a com- trying to be a confident African-American man coming into a job as an engineer, you know, but, and, you know, one of my favorite scenes is with him and Burks in his office and Burks called oh. the man after the dog died. And, you know, PJ's amazing. That was traumatized. I mean, it's intense. so many of us have been through moments like, that. Oh. <laughs> like it is, I mean, I'm like every black person in a corporate office or office has, or predominantly white office has dealt with that, 
that particular scene and even the screaming in the bathroom. Like I just, it's so heartbreaking. Like, you know, I, yeah. I just can't even, and that that's like probably one of my that. favorite scenes <laughs> in the show is, yeah. is that because, you know, Ashley just was magnificent in it. And so his clothes, so like he, he comes, he's in a sport coat, you know, he's very dignified. And then if you notice pretty much in that office, um, he wears that Brown suit, that's sort of his armor. You know, he's got, he's got yeah. two suits, but that Brown suit is, Again, you know, and I, and I always tried to play it up, like, you know, when he's in the first time he sees the tap dance man at the party in the hangar, like he's standing there, he's in that dark color. Everybody else was in lighter colors. So, you know, I tried to have him stand out in that scene and we tried to play, I think there might be one, you know, there's the one guy has has a dark suit on who's a, um, you know, has a lot, he's a, he's a principal, but really like I tried to make sure he was surrounded by lighter people. So he just sort of stood out in that moment. So, um, and you know, same thing when he first goes into, you know, into, to that scene where he walks up, you know, he comes to that office. But, um, oh, yeah. And so for him, like his his tie bar is a teardrop. You know, if you look at it, it's a tear. Oh, wow. And then his ties sort of progress a little bit too. They've they've got like you know, there's like a, a change. Like as he gets in, enraged, like it's a red tie there at the 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 scene right. I think he sees the tap dance man. So we did yeah. subtle things. And men's clothes are like a little less can be a little less interesting for that period, yeah. you know, there's, but we, we did uh, try to, again, tell a story through his wardrobe as well. Yeah. And then, you know, when he definitely starts to transition, you can barely see it, but he's got a blue shirt on, but he's in that white shirt and that brown suit through the entire time. And then, and there was, we didn't have the scripts, you know, we had a whole transition in his clothing that was to happen, but because we didn't, you know, the scripts came out later like we, oh, and then it ended up being, he didn't change, like people didn't change. So we had more to go with him but um, we didn't, we're able really to get there. But then, and then there's the happy moment when he goes to buy the TV with the girls and he's this oh. really cool sport coat. Again, it's the brown, yeah. but he's got this beautiful blue shirt on and it's like a happy moment for all of them. And, um, yeah. you know, little Gracie's shirt has little white people on it, but you can't really see it. It didn't translate as well on the screen, <laughs> but there's like things that we always did that was always just sort of like, you know, tried to have a little, some little something there that, you know, had, spoke to the time period and a little bit of, you know, racism too at times when we found it. But, um, you know, wow. but yeah, wow. Ashley's just, I can't even tell uh, you. He came into that first fitting. He's got a British accent too, which you don't, this is kind of, I know. I was like, wait, he's British. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing an interview midway through the show and he had that American, he came into the fitting, he had the English accent and a beer, a full beard, but I called him the bear, you know? And then, uh, it was funny cause he was doing it we were shooting the show for months and he was doing this interview on set and he started speaking English uh, in this English accent. How did you just get hotter? <laughs> right. Right. No, seriously. Like, he brings out that English oh, accent, but he, he gorgeous. just, um, he killed it. I mean, he was just amazing. Yeah. They, that the whole cast, everybody just, I mean, I was like, Emmy's all around, Emmy's <laughs> all around, like just phenomenal. Um, you know, so from your perspective, I know the show is very difficult, but from a wardrobe, uh, perspective, what was one of the most challenging, you know, either characters or moments that your team had to, uh, overcome while shooting? Well, I think certainly again, everybody really took care of each other, but I think like, you know, the tap dance man came along, like he wasn't part, we didn't know what it was going to be. Like we knew Henry's going to have his character. And I think little Marvin was working on it, you know, and he, like, it took us a while. He talked to us about like, you know, Jim Crow South and minstrels and like, we just didn't know if we were going to go there. Like, so we did, you know, a lot of different concepts for it. And in the end, it was like, 
I think we have to do it. Like it has to be that, like that, this is who that character is. And little Marvin, you know, it it was dealing with it with Howard, who's amazing, that hair makeup uh, fellow who are the makeup special effects um, artist who's, you know, got Emmys and Oscars and the whole bit. He's like one of the best in the business. So, um, so we did some, you know, conceptual ideas on what it was going to be. And, and I think little Marvin in the beginning was like, I don't know if I want to go all the way there and everything, but in the end, and then we got, Jeremiah, this actor who was just beyond, you know, he really, you know, brought the character to life and brought, you know, the Henry subconscious and, you know, what, what everybody, you know, tells, you know, was what was especially for that period, which is still going on, like trying to diminish, you know, the, you know, the African-American person, you know? So, um, and it was, it was like a really, again, it's like one of those moments, are we going to go too far here? What is this? But then yeah. Jeremiah came in and they, we put him into like costume and, and, you know, we did some tests and it, it just, it, that to me was one of those moments. It was hard and it's yeah. hard to say, I'm so satisfied by, by it because it's so dark, you know, but, yeah. I, but I feel yeah. like it was, it was true. Like, I feel like it was, you know, we did it and I, and I do feel like it, it was important to have that character there. And I think it was important to go to that moment. And that, that was really, that was, that was one of those moments. It was like, if we, are we doing this, you know, and yeah. we did it. And, yeah. and Jeremiah, I, I can't imagine it being anybody else than, than him because he was incredible. Like, I don't even know how to say it. He just brought that character. Like his, if you could act any better than that, like, I don't even know. It's just, he was brilliant. So that to me wow. was it. It was like, I think the tap dance man, was was really intense you know and um yeah but uh, i felt like overall uh the show was more of like you know psychological like more of a psychological thriller like there were moments of violence that were either implied or that happened like you know i'm a mother of two so that scene you know cat in the bag i was like lord oh like i i did i did take a break to do that scene i did i had to take a break that was tough and cry my eyes out and you know i definitely you know hugged my kids a little tighter that day but you know just to have the privilege to be a mother and and to raise children I'm and a mother as I was too. watching the yeah. family you know as i saw the family together it's like wow like you know where we are now obviously there's a long way to go but just the fact that i can raise my kids with you know without you know certain terrors yeah. <laughs> you know at bay is like i'm like whew, they went through so much so we can be here so let's keep pushing it forward but you know i definitely saw that uh in the show and i i thought some of the more psychological things were a bit more disturbing because you're like hey that's still happening the redlining and some of the it's all still happening and that's why there is a moment like is like that day we were shooting that scene in particular you know, we had a trauma person on set, you know, we had, Oh, wonderful. Yeah, no, it was like very protected in a lot of ways. And, you know, I, I would have preferred not to be there, but, um, being yeah. a mother and, you know, and, uh, yeah. And, um, you know, I was a victim of sexual assault at one point in my life too. So it's just like, dude, me too. So it's yeah. kind of like, you know, it was hard, you <laughs> it know, was like, but I, I yeah. like there's a lot of emotions <laughs> and, um, yeah. but, and I, but yeah. I went there because of Deb, you know, I wanted to be there for Deborah. Yeah. And so, and it was hard and, you know, and I've been told little Marvin as like, you know, 
I was like, this is really hard for a lot of people. Like, I know this is out of your mind and everything, but, and he, you know, he goes, I, and he said, it, yeah, I know, like, you know, we're joking around yeah. about something. I was like, you know, this is really, really hardcore. Like, let's get this done as quickly as possible. You know, yeah. don't make Deborah go through it 10,000 times and let's just, yeah. you know, get it. But they did, like I said, they were very, uh, that's the first time there's ever been, I've been on a set and I've shot a lot of crazy stuff where there was a trauma, yeah. like psychiatrist, like there was somebody there that you could talk to if you needed to. Wow. And I thought That's that that amazing. was amazing. And I don't know if it was, you know, the director's idea or the producers, whoever it was, but, um, you know, and they had a woman director for that too, who was amazing. And, uh, it, it, that was, that was very hard, very hard. Yeah. 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 Well, Deborah is, <laughs> I mean, what was it like working with Deborah? She's a Howard alum. Yay, yes. go buy oh, Go buy so, Yeah, my sister was like, oh, yeah, she's in my class. I'm like, oh, whatever, stop <laughs> bragging. But what was it like working with her and just, you know, first of all, she's gorgeous. She's insanely I mean, gorgeous. Oh. That's the, her skin glow. She came into, oh. the, I've never had somebody be so gorgeous coming into fittings. So I usually will be like, you know, just... <laughs> You know, because I, I do photograph everything and make them pose and there's like a whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, just, you know, usually tell the women, just, you know, make sure you put a little bit of makeup on and brush your hair, you know, mm. do do something, you know. <laughs> and she always came yeah. in. She just is like, you know, gorgeous. And I was like, and you always hate uh, to get like, you be taking a picture and maybe there's a picture of you in the mirror. You know, they're like, I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't like- ever let me be near her, like be photographed next to her ever. So uh, she's amazing. I mean, she's an amazing person. She's uh, a dream to dress. Like I can't even tell you. Like again, do you have a favorite, like a favorite outfit that you put her in, where you're just like, yes. I love. Well, I love. I love the green dress. The green dress. Oh yeah. I I love that green dress, and that was when. And again, we fit her in. You know, these things. It's a process. You start. You do try different shapes on people. You get to know their bodies, and you know, you do like several fittings before you even start making anything. And that green dress is just to me. It just you know, it's just amazing. It's her, it's buttoned up. It's just like, uh, it's all of this, like, you know, not, she wouldn't like, I don't know. It was just day, it was day two, you know, going out and then she's a little more elevated. And I just loved that on her so much. Uh, I love it. Um, I love it. She just, you know, in the white dress, she had, first time I talked to her, she said, you know, there's this, this actress, French actress, uh, Mariposa Don, Don, who did uh, the black Othello was her first film in the fifties. And, uh, oh, wow. she, She's like, that's like, I had my inspiration that I was, you know, you know, the dealing with, and then she had thrown that name out to me and that sort of, I looked her up and she was, she was an American and she couldn't get roles in the U S because of racism. So she moved to France and then, you know, she worked sort of as a nanny and she sang and danced in nightclubs and whatnot. And then she, um, her first role was black Othello. And that's wow. where I took, that was the 19th, um, that was the South Carolina version of my character. And, wow. and that if you look at, if you look her up, she's amazing. Like, even the hair is the same and like, you know, her, the white dress, like the sort of the inspiration for the white dress and the whole bit. And so, um, you know, she just, again, Deborah did, she did her homework, you know, she found, yeah. you know, and, and again, and everybody was collaborative and, you know, about, what their character was. So like she brought stuff to the table. We met her at the table with some things and we built, we built her character, you know, on that, you know, they didn't have a lot of money. Like some of their clothes are like, it's, you know, late forties for her stuff, you know, a lot of them, yeah. you know? So it's, it's just, um, you know, and again, it just, uh, I'm so happy with what, 
everything turned out for her because it ah. just was amazing and fun to do because she was an inspiration. And, um, so beautiful. you know, I just, uh, I, I wish the best for this cast because they really are truly gifted. And, uh, you know, same with, oh, same with Ashley. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just Ashley, <laughs> him, it's like getting men to wear clothes in the fifties. They all want to pull their pants down. You know, they have to wear it up at their of belly course. button, you know, and he came to the first fitting. He's like, is it that he had like, maybe it's just, I'm like, no, no, no. You know, Ashley, no, down. No, this is what you're going to do. And we talked to him about how to wear the clothes. Don't let the clothes wear him, you know? Yes. And, yes. uh, you know, I gave him a book that, um, it talked about the red lining in, in the U S so he, he went home and he read that, you know, and, yeah. uh, and he really wore his clothes properly. He was a man at that time. I don't know if you watched movies or, you know, where, yeah. where else he, he wore it. But I, when I watched the show, so I'm not there all the time on the, the set, but I'm always, you know, calling my girls, make sure, you know, make sure the pants are up, make yeah. sure this, you know, d- tell Ashley, you know, whatever. But, you know, he, I looked at it and he was flawless, how he worked, did his jacket and hands in his pocket, yeah. you know, hats on and off and just like all his subtleties. And I have to give it up to him. He really, you know, cause it's, it's hard to get guys to wear those clothes a lot of times. They're like, I don't want to wear the tie. I want to unbutton the top tie. Can we, Oh my like, goodness. Nope, you can't. Nope. You can't. He wouldn't do it in the fifties. Nope. nope. He wasn't going to do that. You know, he's going to do this. And Ashley was, I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> I love it. I love well, it. So down. <laughs> you, I mean, I, I expect to see awards for this everywhere. I mean, phenomenal. Um, what are you working on now? If you're allowed to tell us, I'm working on motherhood right now. <laughs> so, okay. Right now. This is just uh. kids. Like my daughter was being, you know, she had to be home and she's a, she's an elite athlete too. She's a, like on the national team, senior national team for rhythmic gymnastics. So wow. there was a lot of flying going on right now. So I wanted to be here to prep for her and I was, oh and I'm waiting goodness. for something. This is what I do. I'm very, uh, I'm waiting for something really good. I've got a couple of things that I want. Yeah. It's kind of what I did with this one. So yeah. probably in the next month I'll be, you know, working on something. So I'm, I'm prepping to interview for a couple of jobs that I really want. And, uh, and then she goes, yeah, exactly. She goes back. She just started back to school, uh, a couple of days a week. So now I can, oh, I can congratulations, released. <laughs> but I, I just really, you know, it's, it's, as a mom, I'm sure you understand. It's like, it's a really, it's a difficult time for these kids yeah. and you just want to, my daughter, she just turned 16. So oh, it's just, I want to yeah. make sure that she's supported and what she needs. And, you know, my husband works. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's just like maybe the random commercial here or there. And it's just about being here for her. We just, we had to fly to yeah. Grand Rapids this weekend to compete and competitions next month but now i can i'm starting to prep something i can do it and still do my few trips and then she's qualifier see you know it's like two spots you know there's like she's got to compete for so it's intense you just want to you know be there and make sure it's all good and then ah that's awesome that's awesome well you know i have to ask you know i know you're so busy dressing everyone else all the time (laughs) but you know, do you have a a favorite fashion moment? It could be something that you either experienced or witnessed. Ooh. And it, it can be dressing someone else. That's fine. <laughs> just, in your case, it's fine. Oh, I'm trying to think. What's my favorite? Fashion? That was just like, or just one, one of your favorites. We'll say one of your favorites because there can be many. There's a lot for sure. Um... <laughs> Or it could be one of your earliest memories. Your one of your earliest um, fashion moment memories that could work too. 
I know. I have to think. I've been. I've lived through so much. I was born in the '60s, so it's kind of funny. Uh, I mean, I used to love dressing up in my mom's. My mom was very glamorous, and uh, I can remember putting on some of her old dresses from the '50s when I was quite little. And uh, she was always, you know, don't leave the house without lipstick. You know, it's always the red lips, and you know, and the whole bit. She was just, you know, one of the most amazing women I've ever known. And wow. so, uh, and I think that that sort of set the tone for me. And it's like. You don't have to be, you don't have to have a lot of money. You just got to have to have some style is what she used to tell me. And so, and we, you know, growing up, I grew up around people that were wealthy and people that didn't have any money. And uh, we were in the middle of the road, but, you know, I can remember going to, we used to go to all these, because we had Jupiter Island and Palm Beach there. It's all these thrift stores. And we'd go in and you could get like the most amazing. I can remember wearing like a twenties dress to prom, you know? And that's what we did. Other people didn't do that. They didn't like, they're like, you know, <sighs> what are you doing getting those old rags? And it's just like, oh no, this is where this the action oh, no. is. Yeah, exactly. So those like mm. my, probably some of my best fashion moments were like revering fashion from getting that from my mom, but then also making it my own in high school Yeah, and just doing, you know, we could, I couldn't afford whatever that dress was. Ever my, some of my friends were wearing, but I could go in and get something really magnificent from one of the thrift stores. It was from the fifties or the twenties or the forties wow. at that time. Cause nobody would buy, you know, they were just donating them from their, from these mansions in Palm beach. Exactly. And, uh, I mean, that's good stuff. And here's, what, here's stuff. actually one of my favorite fashion moments, actually. I had a boyfriend who came from a very wealthy family. This is when I was just out of high school. And uh, and he, he was like lived in Palm Beach and everything, older, a little bit older than me, an older man. And uh, I was like, oh, we're going, he was gonna, we were going to go somewhere. I was like, oh, let's go into this. I love this thrift store right here. Let's go in here. And he's like, what are, what are we doing? What? He's all buy you a dress. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is going to be great. He'd never been into this, this thrift store that was actually in Palm Beach. And I go, wow. here you go. He's tall. And I go, here's the suit. I go, put this on like this, like beautiful linen suit. And he put it on because I can't believe this fits me perfectly. It was crazy. It was beautiful. And it was made for his grandfather. And it had his, it was, it had his thing on the inside of it. His name was Henry Atterbury Perry. Hat Perry was the, the man's name. Wow. And he, and that was like one of my favorite, I think, fashion mysteries and he just like could not believe it i was like he was like well i'll be buying this <laughs> oh, oh oh you are blessed but it was like, like you, you know, have the yeah <laughs> the magic and he just is like he learned a very valuable lesson i think that day you know and it's just wow. like beautiful tail and clothing and you know just it's it's just always fun always fun fashion is fun i love it i'm teaching my daughter now it's just like you know just gotta have style she's like everybody's wearing it's like they're all good in this here i go uh-uh as i come to the, no we're going mm-hmm. into my closet we're going here oh. which i have saved everything it's like you're putting on this you know lemay you know blazer Mark oh. from like 10 years ago and these insane pants that are like and here's an this is an outfit she's like wow this is good okay <laughs> hello i'm like do you know your mom? Yeah, you will never now. be this pretty again. <laughs> like your body is like, you know, you can uh, wear anything. Like just throw it on and it looks glamorous and amazing. You know, it's just like that. I was like, you got to have, just have the style. Just have a little bit. It's all you need in life. You don't have to have the most expensive handbag. You don't have to have anything. Just you got to have, yeah. have a little style that's your own. And, uh, you know, and you'll go, can go anywhere. It's, that's it. You are amazing. Thank you so much for doing the interview. I love your work. Oh, you're I'm so much fun. I'm going to go listen to all your podcasts now. You are good. You really picked ah, up on so much what? stuff. That's amazing. I love it. I just love fashion and clothes. Like I literally, like I, I, I almost, I, you know, as, 
as as the black folk would say, you know, it feels like the Holy Ghost. <laughs> like when I when I see certain, I'm like, oh my God. Like I just I feel the inspiration. I feel the authenticity. I feel the creativity that the person intended. Like when I feel that energy, I'm just like, thank you. Thank you for having that gift. Runway doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. So thank you. Oh, and one last thing before I know yes. you're going to like it. So Betty, there's the birds always in there in our thing, which is a little, some of it was an homage to um, the bird from to Hitchcock, you know, I don't oh. know if you know that, like you, you'll see like yeah. Brooke's character, the realtor, she's got like a bird pin on. And so there's birds. And then she's sort of like a, the character, Alison Pell's character, Betty, sort of a, a bird in a cage. And then her, yeah. and her dad, they both have the bird pair of birds and she's got the bird at her house and he's got the bird porcelain pair at his house. So in the end, and we, I could, I would have could have put her in blue the, the entire time, but the, one of the first directors yeah. was like, I want to try a different color. I'm like, no, just put her in blue. She's blue. I know. But, blue, so, blue, blue. but at the end, she has this pink dress that we made, yeah. which is out of vintage uh, silk, pink silk. We had to make two of them. Just right. enough for two dresses. But we called it the birdcage dress because it's got the, uh, the, the, uh, like the cage. And she's like a bird in a cage. And then she has the bird, like she's sort of set free, even though she gets killed in. They, they had two different endings for it. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but oh. she's got the, so we never knew. I didn't know what was going to happen to the end. It was if she got away or not. And so she has the bird and the bird pin she has on there too. So. Um, oh my God. Uh, I, I'm going to need them to release the alternative <laughs> ending. Yeah. Like yeah. get out, you know? Yeah. All right. That's well, it. thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And good luck to your daughter you. and her team. Yes. Thank you so much. They can do it. They can do it. Yes. And you're great. <laughs> so we look forward to seeing what you do next. And obviously you're always welcome to come. Back. Oh, thank you so much. It's going to be, whatever it is, it's going to be good. I hope. <laughs> okay. Thank you very <laughs> much. Be. Thanks so much for joining me for this week of a fashion moment. If you like what you hear, we'd love for you to join our community of listeners and spread the word about the show. We also want to hear from you. Share your favorite fashion moments and dream guests with us by sending an audio clip or email to a fashion moment podcast at gmail.com. Or you can tag us on Instagram at a fashion moment and you could be featured on next week's episode. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and let us know what you think. Until then, see you next time for another fashion moment. Podcast production by Rebecca Rashid and John Taylor Williams. Digital media production by Megan Porras. This recording carries a Creative Commons 4.0 international license. Thanks to Patrick Patrickios for their song, Hot Coffee.